We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. Like craft beer for your ears. This is the PT Pinecast. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Welcome to PT Pinecast. Podcast saves physical therapists and physical therapist assistants from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories in the world of physical therapy. Uh, I'm Jimmy McKay. I'm going to be your host tonight, broadcasting from the Arias Medical Studios. Also known as is pretty much just my living room, guys. That's really what it is. Uh, find them online at aureusmedical.com. That is aureusmedical.com. Leader in hashtag travel physical therapy. Got a great show for you tonight. I think at the right time, right? November. I'm sure some people out west, but in the northeast, like we're just starting to look ahead. I am anyway, of getting outdoors and doing some cool outdoor stuff. So we're gonna talk. Uh, a lot about like snow sport athletes and how you can intermix like that athletic population with your PT practice. So pumped to get into that. Uh, questions or comments, if you have those, uh, do not keep those to yourself. Feel free to drop those below, whether you're watching live on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, fire away. We also broadcast the show. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Deezer, Stitcher Radio, wherever. So subscribe to that. Uh, and uh, oh, sign up online. This is new as well. PTPintCast.com to win some of our pint glasses. Kind of cool. So uh, find those online again, PTPintCast.com. Uh, we, we do want to give a nod the uh, the New England Regional Conference with uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. Those state chapters of the APTA coming together to form one almost Voltron, four out of five Voltrons, Lions, uh, for a great regional conference. And I will be presenting there on the 12 commandments of communication. Unless I think of another commandment between now and Saturday, which is completely possible. I could actually uh, increase my tablet size and give you another commandment. So uh, sign up for that conference. It is live on Saturday. That's November 7th. Can you believe it's November already? I know. Uh, but when you uh, when you sign up, you do get access to the conference through the end of the year. So that's pretty cool. So sign up. Uh, we'll drop the uh, the sign up link in the comments below for you guys to get that as well in the show notes of the episode. So uh, great show for you tonight. Mention the snow sport athletes. It's going to be a cool topic that we haven't really jumped into yet. Let's bring out our guest. Uh, guest tonight, physical therapist who gets outdoor athletes back in their boots and staying in the mountain by bringing together his passion for winter sports and outdoor athletics. Uh, let's welcome Steve Burkhart to the show. Hey, what's Steve, up? How you doing? Very good. How are you doing tonight? I don't normally wear, but I wanted to get dressed up for the occasion. So I am, if you're the podcast listener, uh, you're not, you're missing out on this. I got my goggles on. I got my ski goggles on. And I wish I'm, I knew I would have I would have brought my helmet out, but I got to go downstairs for that. Helmet's up in the attic, and I haven't broken it out uh, just yet. But uh, Steve, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate I appreciate your time. I'm excited to dig into this. I'm a skier myself, not good, but I do it. Um, so this is a cool a cool way of mixing, uh, you know, one of my hobbies or interests and uh, the profession of physical therapy. Let's start with the basics, man. Where are you located? Where are you at? Uh, I'm in Essex, Vermont, which is right outside of Burlington. Oh. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I've been in your neck of the woods a few times, rolling down hills by accident, and you know, tripping and falling on my face. Um, so, how long have you been a physical therapist? How long have you been get to uh, to help people who do this? Uh, so I've been a PT for uh, fifteen years. Wow. Uh, but I traveled for a long time, and then I decided that I wanted to really focus on snow sport athletes. And, so and I, let everybody know, like, who you get to do that with? Snow Beast. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, on Instagram or on. Uh, 
my uh, my website, Snowbees Performance. You can find me there, and I uh, just try to really cater to those uh, skiers and snowboarders that you know need someone to speak their language and kind of address their unique needs. Uh, so that's where you can find me if you're interested. But uh, you know, treat all sorts of injuries, but I, I particularly focus on those snowboard athletes. So I don't want to assume. So I'll just ask, since you're here, how did you get into this sort of, you know, niche area or this focused area of practice? Like walk us through that. Uh, so I worked, uh, you know, a few full-time jobs for a while and mostly outpatient places. And then I, I did a lot of traveling and most of my travel assignments were pretty much based on where I wanted to be for winter. Really? Um, and then I would try to work as little as I could just so I could be on the mountain as much as I could. Uh, so, you know, try to take those few long days or just take some per diem work and uh as long as i had a pass and to get up to the mountain that was good enough for me so i just kind of made my life based around where next winter was going to be um and, you know i didn't really know what i wanted to do with it you know i just enjoyed being a pt i love my work and then realized you know partly from listening to your show and having all these guests that have all these unique uh specialties and i realized like well no one's taking care of these snow sport athletes like why not they have unique injuries. They have a unique language. They have something that they need specifically to them. Someone's got to fill that void. And like, why not me? Why can't I go out there and, and help them get back on the mountain and do what they love to do? Dude, why not me? Why not you? If you like it and you're good at it and you provide value, like connect those two dots, whatever those two dots are. Like we talked about this last episode. I mean, that's what we learned in geometry in like third grade, right? You draw a straight line between any two points. Um, so I love the fact that you're doing that. You said, why the hell not? And now you're doing it. So what's the setup? Are you brick and mortar? Are you are you different setup? Like, talk, walk me through that. Uh, so, you know, moving into Burlington was a new adventure for me. I'm not from this area. I'm actually from Northeast Pennsylvania. So I kind of oh, know you from way back. Wait, wait, where, uh, where NEPA? 570? Uh, yeah, NEPA. Back when it was 717. Oh, uh, so where um, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey all meet. Um, that's Milford, Pennsylvania. And I went to Misericordia. So I got friends from the University of Scranton. And, you know, I kind of, I, I knew you back then, even though I didn't know you. Uh, oh, yeah. We're Get out of here. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, uh, well, we're not far away from each other, right? Well, sorry. I, I'm not far from Milford right now. Right. I'm in Orange County, New York. So like, you know, Mo Montgomery, uh, Middletown, Newburgh kind of area. So that's not far. Look at that small little world, man. Right. Uh, so I came up to uh, Burlington, decided that, uh, you know, wanted to be on the East Coast because my family's here and wanted to work with winter athletes. So Burlington seemed like the right place. So kind of came up here and uh, the model was to, you know, you know, start with a small overhead. So I work out of a CrossFit gym and, you know, those athletes, a lot of them are skiers and snowboarders and, yeah. you know, they want to be out there and doing their thing. So it just kind of was a natural, uh, good melting point for those two interests. Wow. That's got to feel, that's got to feel just so great to be like, I designed a job, I get to do it, someone else gets value out of it enough that I get to get paid to do it. Uh, dude, I'm following the mold that you put out there. You know, and I see how you you hybridize like your two things and, uh, you know, some of the guests that you have. And I'm like, man, everybody's taking like the two things they love and they're just like making it work in therapy. Why, why not? Why can't the rest of us do that? Peanut butter jelly. I mean, it comes together. <laughs> Wow, that is that like warms the cockles of my heart. And I've said this before, like I've given presentations to students, said it on this show, like real success to me is when someone says, hey, I heard what you did, like you just said, so I'm flattered, but like like all the hair on my arm stood up when you said that. 
And they say, listen to what I did. And I go, tell me more. I didn't know that before we got on the show tonight. I think I just crossed you, came across you on Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever. And I was like, that's cool. That's the, that's the right thing to do at this time because we're getting upon that winter season. So I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you that you're doing that. Uh, it's been great. I'm, I'm really happy. You know, it's, it's tough kind of starting a business and, and kind of making up a job. But yeah. it's awesome. It's super rewarding. And, I, you know, I already loved what I did. And now I just love it even more. All right, so we didn't plan on doing this. We'll talk about you know snow sport athletes, but let's stay on this like this particular topic. What was the what was the the biggest lesson that you learned, or like the scariest thing? And then what was the best thing? Let's go like scary or like failure. I don't want to call it a complete failure. But like, what's the thing that you failed and you and then you obviously overcame because you're still doing it? And then we'll go the other end of the spectrum, which is success or thing that you didn't know was happening but you loved. Uh, so you mean a, a, as far as in the current location that i'm working yeah location or setup yeah okay uh so i mean the biggest challenge was uh kind of coming into a new area and, and i don't have family here i don't have friends yeah. here so really just kind of making those connections and uh you know having good intention with it but you know relationships just take a little time and you gotta you know slow burn them and uh you know just have faith that the process is going to be there and Fortunately, I've uh, been coached up a little bit, you know, some business coaching, and that has been paying off huge and just staying the course. Uh, and, you know, even I didn't even have a social media account until I started this adventure. Um, so Good. The fact that you find me on Instagram is just awesome because I um, never had any of that stuff before I needed to start building this business and then just, you know, sticking to it. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's working out. So that's what? like the biggest like challenge, but also the biggest like reward there. How'd you overcome that then? Like, what was what, what was like the like your probably your best tactic to go? Hey, man, I'm the new guy in town. Nobody knows me. What was the uh, thing that you did? The most important. So uh, I think as far as like getting into the space that I'm in was just uh, showing up at the CrossFit gym regularly and meeting the coaches, chatting up the athletes, um, and just uh, you know leading with value. You know, being a, a a member there and just really taking in the knowledge that they can give me. Because, you know, what their skill set is a lot different than my skill set. So uh, I really enjoyed that, like being coached and, and learning and being a better athlete, being a better therapist and just trying to, uh, you know, really kind of defer to them right. and then letting them know how much I valued what they did. And then kind of like, you know, putting in that little bit here and there of, you know, I do this, I can help you guys with these type of things. And then, um, you know, when the time came appropriate, just kind of uh, putting out things for them and like giving them as much as I could. You know, and it was, it started off silly, you know, it was in my, you know, spare bedroom making little videos about mobility and thing, but like they were posting it and people were getting good feedback and it just kind of, it's snowballed and it's grown into something legit. Everything that you just said, yes, it's a boom locker. You literally just, I don't know if you've read this or you've heard of, of Gary V, but you just said everything in jab, 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 right hook. Cause you said the word give and value and brought to them and did for them. And everything was about you, 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 not Steven, not Steven, not Steven. But that was, that paid off for you because once you had that relationship built, once you gave, 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 and they just go, oh, there's Steven, there's an email or there's a post. I want, okay, instead of just seeing that and blowing by it, it's, all right, let me engage. Okay, I got some value there. I'll go away. And the next day and the next day, consistency, as you mentioned, until the point when they showed up and they go, I really value this. Okay, when you came through with that right hook, that ask, can I come to your clinic to give a, uh, to give a class on mobility or something like that? They go, oh, yeah, 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 we're cool. We know you, we have a relationship. 
And from, from a guy with a communications background, a lot of people will say PR is spin and fancy and, 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 and buzzwords. Public relations is building a relationship with the public. The end. The answer is in the question. So you did like that's awesome. I love the fact that you're saying this right now because I'm helping a friend open a practice too. He never had a social media account ever. And to hear you saying, I just did these goofy videos because just the other day we shot a video about squat depth because he's like, I want to help with uh, CrossFit athletes. And I was like, great, give me, give me a problem that you can show value to. And I use it just like that. But it took us 15, 20 minutes for him being like, but I want to show mobilization. You know, I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm like, nope, you need to start with depth of squat. You just told me that's a problem. And we shot a goofy video and he felt weird about it, but it came out great because it provided value. So I love that. That was the thing. How about the thing going into it that you didn't expect, but was like the biggest, like, oh my God, I didn't even see this coming, but this is great. Uh, actually, you know, because I wanted to focus on the snow sport athletes and getting into the uh, CrossFit space, but now all these CrossFit athletes are super interested in what I do, uh, right. which is a great spot for me to be in because I'm learning new stuff, working with them. And then uh, working with the coaches a lot. And yeah. I can really like have that uh, relationship with the coaches of like, as problems come up, like, you know, I'm figuring it out on the fly and they're, they're helping me figure it out even better. So that way, when the, when the next athlete comes in, I've already seen it. Uh, yeah. So just kind of, uh, you know, collaborating and, and kind of having that team effect of, you know, me and the uh, coaches working together. And it's not about any one of us. It's about delivering to the whole community. So, sounds a lot like interprofessional collaboration. Sounds uh, that's like the idea. Hey, listen, you're a CrossFit coach. I'm a PT. Like, I'm not here to do what I don't, I don't do this but I do do this. Let me see how I can help you. And the CrossFit coaches obviously recognize that. And like, he's cool. He's not a CrossFit coach. He's not one of us, but like he gets it. So he gets me. And that's people want to be seen, heard and understood. And you recognize like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to see, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be a member. I want to understand you a little bit better. And that CrossFit coach, when you go from the right hook, right after giving the jab, the gives, when you go for the right hook, like, Hey, can I come into your clinic and, and or your, your gym and treat out of here and make it, make it my own clinic. They go, Hell yeah, because you bring value. Like you here is going to make us better. So you became us, and that's a big deal. That's a huge win for you, man. That's awesome. Uh, that was the idea. I came out with that and just uh, tried to stick to that plan. And you know, go slow in the beginning. You just you know got to keep grinding at it. But you know, eventually the relationship built, and it's like it's awesome now. I you know I love the coaches I work with and the owners of the gym and uh, the athletes that are there. So uh, you know, going to work doesn't feel like going to work. It's like I'm going to hang out and do what I want to do. Win, 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 win all around. All yeah. right, so walk me through like a day, right? So you love going to work. Um, right now it's November. Do you guys have snow up there? Because Vermont's like, in the east, it's like, I mean, I'm from New York. So it's like, you can ski in Pennsylvania. You can ski in New York. Um, but you got to start to get like really upstate New York or Vermont before you really start getting that stuff. So that's why I have to ask, even a couple hours away, like, do you guys got snow up there yet or what? Uh, we just got some, so I actually live in Burlington and we just had some, uh, yesterday we had like a good, like two or three inches, but the mountains got like six plus at least. Crazy. Uh, and they've been, um, you know, snow capped for a couple weeks now. So right. I haven't been up there. You got to skin up right now, but, uh, it's, uh, it's there, you know, it's, people yeah. are getting after it. All right. So right now let's, let's stay with snow sport athletes. Cause I know you work with the CrossFit athletes as well, which is brilliant, right? You just want to work with people who move. Um, what are you doing with those snow sport athletes, like in terms of like prepping for the season? Like, what are you focusing on? And, and let's, let's talk about, I guess, right. The two big snow sport athletes would be skiers and snowboarders. Are there, well, cross country skiing as well, not just downhill, right? 
Yeah, uh, so really uh, the, the model right now, what I'm looking at is kind of like screenings of helping you to be ready for the season. And then so for snowboarders, it's a lot of squatting stuff. And for skiers, it's more like lunging and single leg stuff. Uh, and then, you know, once we do some screening, kind of seeing what your deficits are, giving you a couple ideas of what you could be doing and then, you know, deciding, you know, can I help you with a, a formal program or do you just need a couple little pointers? Let me steer you in the right direction. Um, but then kind of just making sure people know that I'm here. So if you do have any troubles, you know, we can kind of fix that along the way, get you back out there as quickly as we can. Uh, I'd like to do more training of getting people ready for the season. Right. Um, and that would be more of like an online thing, but it just, you know, it's hard to like build out all this stuff at one time. So right. just right. keep right. grinding. Right, right now is you know obviously uh, uh, an unprecedented time. I swear to God, if I never hear that phrase again, it'll be too soon. But like, yeah, like, but you're you're solving those problems, right? And and I wanted to point something out for the audience too. What I heard, um, you were establishing, you're building a relationship because winter sports, downhill snow snowboarding, skiing, cross country skiing, like those are sports people get hurt probably a little more frequently than other people, right? It's a dangerous sport, fast moving. So you're building a relationship. So if that unfortunately happens, who do they think of first when they want to rehabilitate? Because their goal is to get to the top, back to the top of that hill before the season is over. You've established that relationship. That's a big deal. Yeah, I definitely want to be uh, positioned there and not just locally, but, you know, eventually to uh, a wider audience. You know, I feel even online to help people with uh, video analysis and programming and getting... Uh, stuff out and then when i do it like that then then that makes the uh snow sports industry year round right Correct. we start looking in the southern hemisphere and then it's never not you know ski season wow say that again it's never not ski season i love yeah. the fact that you look at it like that which is like some people in the beginning of this ridiculous pandemic would be like i'm so limited i'm claustrophobic i'm locked in and i felt that the same way and then i think once you get once you acclimate you start to go okay but let's not focus on what I can't do, right? This is where the PT brain kicks in. Let's focus on what I can do. What can I do? Well, I can communicate with videos. Great. Do that. I can do tele-rehab. I can do video analysis. Let's focus on what I can't do. Because some people, you know, and by, by all means, believe me, when I go to my, my buddy for PT, I want him to put his hands on me. Can't do that right now. But what can he do? He can be doing this and this. So you focused on all the positives, man. This is not a shock to me why you're successful so far. Not a shock. Yeah, everybody's either you know getting ready for the season in the season or recovering after the season. Right. It's now, so, it's, it's some part of the season. Yeah, there's always there's always a, a life cycle of ski season. That's it. Um, that's got to be so fun. So I want the specific question for environment. You mentioned CrossFit uh, gym, the boxes they call it. Um, are you ever on the hill with um, a client, a patient, an athlete, whatever you're talking about? Like, I mean, that'd be a rough day, huh? Uh, you know, it hasn't gotten there yet, and uh, there's some logistics to figure out as far as scheduling and stuff. Right. Uh, but I, I would like to uh, explore some options. Uh, sometimes you see it like the lodges where there's a like an, an empty little room or something, right? Like have a little clinic there, like maybe on the weekends or something like that. You know, either a, a triage clinic or like a quick tip type of thing. Oh man! Uh, so I haven't figured out the logistics of that yet, but uh, that's the dream to be able to, yeah. you know, you know, go up four wheel drive to the office every day. Oh, that'd be gorgeous. Like, I don't know, man, you want to dip into like the lodges and stuff like that. Like, Hey, cause like, um, ski patrol doesn't get, well, some places they probably get paid, but a lot of places it's like volunteer, right? Like you want to uh, yeah. offer. Yeah. I definitely want to be able to offer stuff to them. Um, and this could be like clinics, you know, where it would be, you know, bigger groups of people, not specific to the individual, but just showing them that I can, I can help you even when it's not specific to you. 
And then yeah. when something does happen, you know, consider me. I'm, I'm down in town if you need me. Yeah. I mean, concussion screenings are great. Uh, but like you need a baseline, right? You need a baseline. Say, so, hey, come to me. I'll screen all your um, your ski patrol people. I'll hold their baseline data. Any of them get hurt, they come to me and I'll let you know what they need. I'll triage them. Yep. That's the idea. Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, you mentioned concussion. That's that's a interest and that's a, a specialty that you have to have in this uh, snow sport industry. Um, so there's a couple of like common things that you see a lot. Uh, and then you kind of have to know a little bit of everything. You know, you're still I'm still a PT, right? People still have all variety of injuries. And if you can help them move better, feel better, then they're, they're going to want to come back and see you. Yeah. Common, common injuries, non-traumatic. What are you seeing with snow sport athletes? I mean, you mentioned the difference like squats for snowboarders and lunges for uh, skiers. And then you got the freak telemark skiers. I don't know how the hell they do that, man. It freaks me out. Uh, so, I mean, as far as common injuries uh, with that aren't traumatic, it's just the basic overuse injuries. And it always comes down to like a, a basic movement. You know, if you can get them to move a little better in their hips or a little better in their ankles or um, a little bit better thoracic extension, right? That just changes everything. Uh, so it seems like it's a big change from like traditional like outpatient therapy, but it's really not. Yeah. You know, you're still just screening them, finding what doesn't work and helping them do it better. Yeah. I think the thing that a lot of people might be thinking of, right? Like myself included, I would know a little bit about this because then you get into like niche stuff, which we are doing cycling, running, swimming, skiing, snowboarding. You got to know a little, you got to be a little bit of an expert on the equipment, right? You got to be able to talk mm -hmm. to talk and ask some of those questions because that can help put the person in a better position. You want to make the, you want to make the equipment mold of the person, not the other way around. So you got to be able to, I'm sure you got to know your way around a snowboard uh, and a set of skis and boots. Uh, yeah. So definitely, uh, you know, you need to understand the equipment and what's important to them about the equipment and yeah. then be able to make suggestions or know the right person to help them. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's minor things that I can help, but at some point I need you to go see, you know, the, the equipment guy who knows better than I do. Uh, but, you know, knowing the language, kind of understanding what terrain they're looking at, what their skill level is, what they're working on, uh, <laughs> just being able to communicate with them, really just make it really clear about what they're trying to do and help them to understand what you can do to move them forward towards that. Uh, goofiest trick name. I did not prepare you for this, but mm. like they've got, there's so many, the McTwist and all this stuff, by the way, I can, I'm just shocked when I get down the hill and I'm upright again. Um, what is like, like throw some, throw some lingo at me. That would just make me go, what? Uh, so like all the, all the goofiest trick names, they're, they're always evolving. Right. And you can't no. even keep up with it. And then you hear a new one. You're like, I don't know what that even is. That is. Um, but there's, uh, you know, there's good names for like certain falls, right? Okay. Like, uh, like the Tomahawk where like the snowboards, like, barreling down the hill type of thing um or when someone like you know uh, does the slide on their belly type of thing right, right. Um, you know and then uh you know th there's some lesser than kind uh names for people that aren't as skilled as you'd like them to be or that are mm -hmm. you know bumping into people or falling all over the mountain um I'll so just, pe people refer to that and you just have to know what it is my nickname is yard sale i'm just gonna throw it out there yard sale because the beginning it was a lot of equipment spread across the uh the downhill when uh when i was learning but uh, i learned it like i learned like in college so like there might have been alcohol involved while i was learning to ski which is deadly combo don't be doing that uh well when you when you have a yard sale think snowby's performance you yes. probably need to come see me soon there you go um if someone were listening right now let's go f like literally meta and full circle right so you said you listen to a lot of the guests on this show talk about you know connecting with docs and their passion and you said screw it i'm gonna do that too i'm gonna chuck it um what would you say to someone who's listening and saying yeah man how killer of a day would that be talking skiing talking snowboarding with athletes as a pt and getting paid to, to live at that intersection 
what what are one or two things people should do or or things they should go or read or besides reach out to you? Uh, so I think uh, just be experienced in what you're doing. Uh, so I'm primarily a snowboarder, but uh, over the last few years, I've been practicing my skiing a lot more. Like I could ski, but I wasn't great at it. Um, but just being around instructors. So uh, I went and uh, became a certified snowboard and ski instructor. Not only the level one stuff, you got you know, there's some work to get moving up, but at least learning the basic language of the way that the instructors are trying to teach things. And, you know, there's always style is very unique for everybody, sure. uh, but there's a, there's a very basic language that everybody should know. Uh, and then just being out there on the mountain and seeing things, you know, talking to the lifties, talking to ski patrol, talking to the people in the lodge, you know, the HR person, they all have stories, they all have different insights. And then get out there with different people. Don't don't ride with your, your same buddies every time. You know, you got to ride with people that are better than you, that are worse than you, people that are doing things that you never thought of, uh, people that are making you reconsider what you're doing for yourself. Um, so just kind of having that diversity and really seeing it from different angles, I think. Everything that you said has nothing to do with physical therapy or snow sport is public relations, right? I mean, like you're you're walking the walk, not just trying to talk the talk, right? I mean, you're and you're immersing yourself in that. So when when someone ever recognizes you or your name or see like, oh, no, no he yeah, he sat there and he li- he asked me a question and he listened. And that's the person that's going to pay attention because when they when they know that you paid attention to them. And honestly, paid attention. You didn't just ask a question to wait for your turn to talk. There's a difference. What people recognize that stuff, and that pays off. Like it's hard to it's hard to measure that, but over time, you're you're evidence of that. It pays off. Uh, yeah, I think uh, just trying to, uh, and this is part of my evolution into physical therapy, and I learned with you know getting coached and things is you know really just listening to people and what they say, and then saying it back to them in a way that helps connect that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I have their do their intake form or when I'm doing my evaluation, I'm writing down certain notes and I'm going to reference it that day. But in two weeks or three weeks, I'm going to bring them back to like, hey, I know this was important to you and this is the way you described it. And I'm going to say it back to you the same way that you said it to me. So, you know, that we're yeah. talking the same language. Motivational interviewing. This is basics of that. Right. What I th- what, what I'm hearing you say is and let's make sure I hear I heard that right. What I'm, what I'm hearing you say is this. Did I get that right? Or is there anything you've had? Shoot, man, in interviews, sometimes I will use that technique technique. Hey, what I, what I think I'm hearing you say is and I will say it wrong. I will purposefully say, you know, what, what I think they've said a what I think I'm hearing you hear say is B if I want them to become more engaged. Because it didn't show that I wasn't that I wasn't paying attention. It just showed I, I didn't hear them clearly enough. So if I'm talking to someone, either an interview or an interaction in in you know, communications or patient care, I've done that little trick before too, which is what I think I'm hearing you say is this. Is that right? And they're like, oh, actually, no. And I'm like, oh, tell me about that. If I want to poke, if I want to poke them and push them along a little bit. So again, you're talking sm- snow sports and, and boots and boards and bindings and you know McTwists, but you're talking about motivational interviewing, public relations. And doing the thing you want to be good at. That's how we get better at stuff. Uh, yeah, I, you know, that's a great uh, technique that you're using. I haven't I haven't heard that one yet, but I've, I've picked up a lot of uh, some of these communication things from you because, I mean, you're you're an expert in communicating. And I think that's so cool that you, you're bringing that to therapy. And it's it's helping us all at a different level, no matter what clinic we're in, to understand the value of that person's view and that person's opinion on things. And then you get better outcomes when you can communicate back to them uh. what is important to them. Absolutely. When you know you're rowing in the same direction, number one, you're going to get buy-in. Number two, you're going to get to a goal faster if you know what the goal exactly is and looks like. So I appreciate you saying that. I love it. 
uh, I was actually putting, still sharpening the axe for me. I'm not done, you know, mm-hmm. trying to do better communication. I'm putting together a presentation for this weekend for the 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 New England Regional Conference, and it's the right now it's the Twelve Commandments of Communication. I just kind of keep adding com- commandments as I uh, as I go as and find things. But I'm discovering things. I'm like, you know, I haven't done that in a while, or why why have why have I veered away from this or towards this and that's where that lifelong learner comes from. It doesn't, it's not just in PT. It's like, you're a human. You should be a lifelong learner. I'd like to be a lifelong learner. Um, I love this, man. This is like, this is pumped. I know who I'm calling if I injure myself, just so we're clear on the, on the mountain. Perfect. I love it. Um, so uh, again, what's that website? And I know the handle is uh, Snowbeast performance. And that, that one's on the, the Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just Instagram. Uh, and then snowbeastperformance.com. And then uh, you can find that on Facebook. And then uh, I also do a Facebook group for snowboard uh, injury support. So ho- who's in that? Um, athletes or or P- or, prof- or PTs? Uh, no, athletes. Uh, but, you know, recreational athletes. You know, there's no no big names, I don't think, that are in there. Yeah, um, but we- just people coming in with injuries and asking questions and just trying to field them as they come up. I mean, but that's that's so brilliant, right? Because that's an I mean, people have been doing that for a couple of years, you know, pre-COVID, as we now have to say things, which is it's a small community where people feel safe to ask a question. It's specific enough that it's not a bunch of things that aren't related to me. And I feel like I know where I know where I can go to get the answer I need from a human, right? Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, build that group. I mean, there's people online who are who are who are banging this drum louder than me, which is build that group over over provide give 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 there's that jab so if you're ever like hey i'm doing a clinic or a 60 dollars special whatever boom there's that right hook people are way more apt to go oh i recognize steven like dude's legit he knows what he's talking about yeah for whatever he's asking i'm gonna get way more in in value so yeah take my money and that's what that phrase take my money should you should be thinking of that how do i give what we call it an exchange of abundance how do I give such an exchange of abundance that people literally like, dude, just take my money. I don't care. Whatever you've got, give it to me. It's worth it's worth more than that. So take it. Um, love the fact that you're doing all these things. And I want to reiterate, I'll say it again. Steven said he didn't really even have a social media account when he started. Right? That's, right. Like, that's so great. Like you were just like, I don't know. I'm gonna just wait, I'm gonna figure it out. And you did. That's killer. Did I even ask you what you're drinking? Oh, you didn't yet? No. I forgot. We just got into it and I got excited. All right. So f- not. I always say first question is always the hardest, but like 83rd question, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I got, you know, local uh, 10 Benz beer. Uh, this is, you know, I had to go to Vermont Microbrew, of course. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for, um, I was trying to get some Yingling for you, but uh, oh, you know, yeah. they, I couldn't find it in the store up here. That's funny. You couldn't find Yingling, which is pretty common. And you got like, you know, because Vermont, that the New England area, especially up there, known for their beers, right? I mean, you've got a lot of cl- like really good breweries up there. Uh, I'm doing uh, the uh, the ass end of it old fashioned. So uh, thanks to our friends from Owens Recovery Science, uh, single source for PTs looking for certification and personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training BFR as the cool kids are calling it these days. Uh, Owens Recovery Science dot com as we got them down there on the screen. Johnny Owens and the guys just super smart. Also have a podcast as well on BFR. Um, recovery and how do you minimize, you know, kind of some stretch on the stress on the joints while still getting that, that muscle response from, uh, from that. So he, he goes deep, trust me. Like I know barely the surface of what he's talking about, but take one of their courses, get certified, get the equipment you need, bring it into your clinic. Owens recovery science.com. Um, Steven, are you ready to do, we're going to do three questions. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Fire away. Let's do this. Next. 
still loving the 570, though, and, and the, uh, the the PA New York connection. Loving that. All right. Uh, three questions brought to you by our friends at Arius Medical Staffing. Uh, leaders in travel physical therapy. Steven mentioned he was doing that. Can you, in fact, aim somewhere for the winter to be on a hill and then be on a beach in the summer, hill in the winter? Yeah, you did that. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. It's not like maybe or you could or it'd be so much work. You can just do that. Um, positions in all different settings, not just outpatient ortho, inpatient, nor- whatever. PT, anywhere you want to go. PTA, anywhere you want to go. All 50 states in D.C. Uh, find them online at aureusmedical.com. That is aureusmedical.com. All right, so first question is a where question. You're from PA, but you're up in Vermont. But if you could go anywhere for, like, let's say, a short-term assignment real quick and just do Snow Beast, where would you want to go? I'm guessing a hill. I'm guessing a mountain. Yeah, I, I was out west for a long time, and I've been to all the big places, but I never made it to Alaska. So that Ooh. would be my next location. Everybody, a lot. I would say Alaska, Colorado are like top three. Like those things come up, and I think it's because they're so unique, and there you can do that. If there are people there, you can be a PT there, doing what you want to do, where you want to do it. Again, aureusmedical.com. Second question is a what question? What's something you've watched, read, or listened to? Book, movie, podcast, something that you think the audience would get value from. Uh, so the biggest thing when I had changed my mindset about how to communicate with people and to uh, get customers, because normally we're not used to that, was yeah. uh, To Sell as Human by Daniel Pink. And just really learning how to communicate clearly what you can do for that person and then uh, you know, not feel guilty about selling and helping them make a good choice to uh, better themselves and get them further in their lives. Yeah, it's a good book. Uh, I agree with you. So I have it. Yeah. Here. I mean, it's one of that I picked up. <laughs> I've got a lot of them. And they're, you know, if you pay attention, we've got a list too on Amazon too, right? Of all the books that get mentioned on this show. Just, I mean, if you're like, hey, I'm going to take a flight, pick one of these books that, mm-hmm. that our guests suggest, because these typically are ones that they are saying this because it helped them in some way in their practice. So uh, to sell his human, Daniel Pink's good. He's got a couple of good books out there. Uh, last question. We start now with people. Uh, who is someone the audience should know more about? Uh, so a big impact on, on my development in my career is uh, Kevin Pierce. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you don't know his story, he was an Olympic snowboarder and they were documenting him as he was training for the Olympics and he had a very bad accident and a uh, severe TBI. And then they continue to document his recovery. And he's just an amazing person. I don't know him personally, uh, but he works with, uh, he started Love Your Brain Foundation. So it's yeah. a TBI support group. Uh, so if you ever have any need for a TBI resource or, uh, you know, he's a great spot. Love your brain. I I fully support everything that they do. And uh, just an awesome story. Check out uh, the crash reel is the documentary about him. Yes. Can we get someone from there on? Let's do that. Can we do that? That's a 2021 goal. Yeah, that would be good. As soon as you said it, I was like, I recognize that name. And then you started with a story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is something worth looking up. Kevinpierce.com, the website as well. Um, That is three questions brought to you by our friends from, again, from Arius Medical Staffing. Find them again at aureusmedical.com. Last thing we do is the parting shot. Parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at orthopt.org. Leaders in all things orthopedic physical therapy. Uh, they've got ISCs, independent study courses. A lot of people use this downtime during COVID. Maybe they're uh, just waiting to get out on the hill and they're saying, okay, before the before there's snow, what can I do? Uh, level up your orthopedic game, orthopt.org. New courses out, the running athlete. 
as we head into the winter. You can do tissue tolerance, go micro, micro. Uh, also, uh, current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy, the leading study course to get your OCS exam. So again, find them online, orthopt.org. Uh, Stephen, the mic is yours. Light, mixed, uh, mic drop moment. What's the last thing you'd want to leave with the audience as we wrap up today? Uh, if you have a passion about something, go after it. You know, it might not be something that seems to make sense, uh, but as physical therapists, we're naturally givers, right? And we want to do and we want to provide to other people. So find the thing that you really love to do and give to that community. And, uh, you know, don't think about the business first. Think about what you can do to build that community and the business will come after that. And I've been successful with that of just doing and giving and not thinking about the finances and the problems. Eventually, you have to think about that. But uh, if you build those relationships, you're it's going to come back to you tenfold. Yes, yes. I'm going to make sure my buddy listens to this entire episode and go, hey, listen, someone is doing some of the things that I'm talking to you about. But there is, right? Because it's on him and it's on you if you're a clinic owner and you're launching this. A lot of times you want to grip tight. You want to you white knuckle the things you think you should be paying attention to. But focus on the thing that you're good at, right? As a PT, giving, giving, giving and over-serving. Again, that that Gary V, that jab, 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 right hook mentality. And you do that and the community that you take, took care of will eventually start to take care of you. And then it's win, win, win all around. Uh, definitely want to have you back on the show during uh, snow season. Maybe we can get into some more like during season views of things. Uh, we'll do it on a day when it's uh, crappy weather because I don't want to keep you off the hill, okay? Oh, we can do it on the mountain. That's cool. Ooh, I do like that. Or I'll tell you, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. And maybe you know the answer, which is like, what do you think some of the mountains are going to be doing since, I mean, most of the time we are wearing a mask. Is this going to be better or is this going to be like, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I like the idea of if, if you can get on the mountain, it seems like a lot of them are going to do reservations, but right. they're not going to be as crowded. You know, it might be a little harder to get out there, but there's going to be more snow for you to get. I'm going to say prices are probably going to go up though. That's probably it. Half the amount of people probably, you know, a little more on the lift ticket, but I'll take it if it'll get me out of my apartment for an afternoon, man. I swear I'll do it at this point. Yeah, come up. We'll do a show on the mountain together. I love that idea. Do not threaten me with a good time. Uh, Steven, appreciate the time. Love to hear about all the success and was glad to share it, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I had a good time. All right, man, we'll talk soon. Love the PT Pinecast? Yes. Yes. Support the show by telling a friend or by leaving a review on iTunes or Google Play. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management, Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. To providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It's poured fresh by me, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. Ingredients are sourced by our chief connections officer, Sky Donovan from Marymount University. 
and it's brewed fresh by producer and physical therapist Juliet Dassinger and by producer and creator second year PT student Bridget Nolan from Sacred Heart University. PT Pintcast is a podcast that saves physical therapists from missing out on amazing insight, remarkable ideas, and motivational stories. Make sure to follow us online at PT Pintcast and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I absolutely love you. I love you, love you, love you. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. And if you found value in the show, all we ask is that you tell a friend. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.